speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Romans chapter 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. How's your day been going? Yes, how has your day been going? You know, I'm uh, still kicking. It could be worse. I've been living the dream. You know, it's the daily grind. Just another nine to five in the squirrel cage, as they say. My friends, when you and I are really honest, the phrases above, the phrases we just said, they tend to describe how life typically goes for the average person. We just kind of roll it off of our tongue. How are you doing? And the automatic response for all of us is good, great, just another nine to five in the squirrel cage, as they say, living the dream, going through the grind. However, more often than not, these responses of good and great, they're cliche. We say good and great, doing great, as a commonplace response, just as a way to respond to that comment of how you're doing. However, in reality, more often than not, we tend not to be doing good and great. We tend not to be doing good and great. Now, this probably doesn't sound too inspiring coming from a pastor this day and from this pulpit, but that is typically how it is with most people. Most people in life are typically not doing great, doing good. We actually hear it in those undertones, I'm still kicking, living the dream. We see that undertone of not doing good and great in those cliches, but more often than not, The average person, well, they groan through life. They groan through life's difficulties. Take the reading from the epistle of Romans chapter 8, the one we just read this morning. The apostle tells you and me that all of mankind groans as if it is in labor pains with the whole of creation. This groaning is a condition of sorrow. This groaning that Paul talks about is a lamentation, a sigh of agony, or a deep grumble within Furthermore, the Apostle Paul tells us that he does not just see this sign and groaning in certain people in society, maybe those pessimists over there. No, it's something that happens, get this, in all creation. In other words, it's important to mention that this groaning, yes, this groaning happens not only in creation and also for all the pessimists in life, but it happens to all of us, Christians included. That is to say, being a Christian does not magically free you and me from the groaning of this world, the groaning of life. 
There's no magic wand that's placed over top of you and ta-da, you are now a Christian free from the agony of life. Instead, Paul tells us that we Christians, we groan with creation. We groan with everyone else around us. And so this means that versions of Christianity that promise you and me a perfect and blissful life are well, well, they're well, they're, they're simply naive. They're, yes, naive and perhaps even lying to you. To quote a character in the movie, The Princess Bride, I love this quote, life is pain, your highness. Anyone who says differently is selling you something. Indeed, there's no such thing as being a Christian and being free from the groans of creation in this world. But perhaps a good question for us to ask at this time is what does it exactly look like to groan with creation? What does it look like to groan with the rest of creation? Now, dear friends, whatever direction you turn, you will notice in life how creation actually struggles against destruction and experiences of pain. In other words, everywhere you look, you will see how every creature tries to preserve its life. How every creature, every living thing is under a constant threat of death. And so this suffering and this groaning, we could say are unceasing. They're continuous. It's around us. We struggle with it as well. Now, perhaps it could also be argued that we have minimized these struggles and these threats a bit more in recent decades. For example, compare this generation, our generation that we live in right now, compare this current generation with a generation from a couple hundred years ago. Right now, you and I, we have climate-controlled houses. We have more accessible food. We have better sanitation. We have more advanced health care and various drugs to eliminate pain and ease a troubled mind. And so, in a lot of ways, we have reduced that groaning of creation compared to previous generations. However, the struggle and the constant threat, they are still present for you and me, even though they're kept at arm's length. Though it won't be popular to say this, all of us here in this sanctuary all of us are just one bad turn away from a fatal car accident. We are all, what, one bad infection away from the ICU. We're one riot away from civil unrest. We're one bad rain season away from a famine. Indeed, our attempts to keep our groaning at a minimum, it's very thin. They're thin indeed, very, very thin. As much as we try to keep this groaning suffering at a minimum, through our modern advancements, this groaning, my friends, the point being is it still bleeds through. We experience this suffering, we experience this suffering and this groaning when natural disasters hit us. We see the suffering when we turn on the nightly news or we look on our social media posts. We feel this suffering and this groaning in our very bones and our bodies when we wake up in the morning. We also see it on that recent blood work that came back, numbers that are not within the proper ranges. And so we also hear the suffering and groaning in the gossip of a fractured social relationship at school or work. Frankly, again, it is everywhere. And so Paul says to you and me that our neighbor, that creation, and that we Christians, we will groan. This is the reality that we are hearing today. 
And so contrary to what some motivational speakers may say, and contrary to what some politicians may promise you, and contrary to what some environmentalists assert, we human beings will not be able to save ourselves and save this earth from suffering and groaning. No amount of makeup, no amount of medical advancement, no amount of technological advancement can completely remove this suffering and this groaning of creation. It is this way. It's actually this way because the earth and all of creation are under a curse. They're under a curse because of mankind's sin. As we hear in our epistle reading, again, God subjected all of creation, which includes you and me, to a futile and slavish, slavish corruption because of our sin. And so like our dying bodies, this old world will end. Things will get worse in creation before they get better. This does not mean that we're supposed to help things get worse, I might add. But instead, all of creation will constantly and continuously suffer and groan to the very end of the age. Mark this. The suffering and the groaning, the suffering and groaning of the world and your lives will never improve, never cease, but will continue until you find your end in death or the end of the age comes first. Bluntly stated, I hate to say this, bluntly stated, get used to it. Or as the youth say these days, it is what it is, pastor. Indeed, it is what it is. But you may say to yourself, there has to be more to this, right? <clears throat> it just can't be suffering and groaning all the time. Now, dear friends, this is where you and I need to be careful as Christians. The Apostle Paul, in our reading here, never leaves the door open for your created life and your creation, all the creation around us, to be somehow saved and turned around by our own human will, our own efforts. In other words, there's no untapped potential within you or creation to somehow turn this boat around, to turn the suffering and groaning around. However, there are still hundreds of pastors and motivational speakers and politicians and environmentalists that believe that they can save humanity and creation, but again, they are naive at best. The Apostle Paul says otherwise. Only God saves his created world. Only God can save his creation. Only God can save you. And I might add, he already has. Baptized saints, this world and your life is passing through a veil of tears. In other words, you will continue to walk this world and groan with all creation as you walk in this world. But as you walk through this life, you walk towards an unseen but certain future, a future of hope. You see, unlike the pagans in this world who are nearsighted, pagans who are nearsighted and cannot comprehend life beyond the here and the now, you as a Christian actually have hope. That's what Paul talks about, that you and I have hope. We have hope in a new body. We have hope in a new heaven and a new earth. For the present body, the present heaven, the present earth, they're all passing. They're passing away. In other words, as a Christian, you will feel the pain of death and you will groan with creation all the days of your life. However, at the same time, you have a real conscious longing and a real waiting for a real resurrection and a real renewal of all creation where there will be no more sin, no more death, and no more evil one. 
You see, your Lord Jesus Christ has had the last word. He died and was resurrected, and so, because Christ was put in a grave and raised again to newness of life, and because you are joined to Christ in your baptisms, you too will die someday, resulting in pain and suffering and groaning of this world. But because you are baptized into Christ, you are actually not put into just some ordinary dirty grave. You're put into Jesus' grave, and Christ's grave, there's a resurrection. You'll experience the resurrection of your body where you will never suffer and never groan ever again. And what will happen to you will also happen to all creation as this whole creation, the heavens and the earth, will be transformed and renewed and recreated under God's blessing and his life-giving spirit. And so, dear baptized saints, you live this life not believing in the empty promises of those who think that they can fix this created world, but rather you live this life in hope, indeed in hope, in hope for who you are in Christ and hope what Christ will do for you on that great last day. Yes, you will continue to groan as you suffer with the rest of creation, no doubt about it. However, as you groan, you will also lean forward with hope, knowing that this present age will pass. Indeed, this too will pass. And as it does pass, the resurrection and the renewal of all things is right around the corner. Maybe we could sum all of it up like this. This Christian life is kind of an oxymoron, as they say. We Christians, we walk to our death with hope. Get that? We walk to our death with hope. We groan in this life with assurance. We suffer through trials with peace. Like the Apostle Paul, we can actually say this morning, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. We can say all of this because of Jesus, because Jesus has already revealed that he has the last word and he'll make all things right for you and for me. And so we groan, but we groan with hope, not without hope. Blessed baptized saints, this present veil of tears, mark this, they will soon pass. But your Jesus, he will endure. He will endure forever, and he will make all things new for you as a gift. Rest in Christ. Have hope in Christ, because your Christ is faithful to you through this veil of tears and unto the resurrection. In the name of Jesus. Amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.